0: podcast. I'm your host, Austin Abbott, and I'm paired with my colleague, Nick DeGroat. What up, team? And today, we have our first ever special guest, Alex Clayton.
1: What's going on, guys? I'm really honored to be on the show. Thank you so much. Always want to do something like this. Happy to be with you, boys.
0: Yes, sir. Alex is a valuable Mm -hmm. asset in our main Dynasty League. We're in our second year right now. Just a little backstory. So. Big time Saquon
2: Barkley advocate.
1: Oh my god. I, I'm a PSU alum. Uh, we are, baby. And I literally, I, I'm not even kidding you. When we did our dinosaur draft uh, a year ago, when Saquon Barkley fell to me in the, in the sixth pick, I lost my mind. I just was like, this is a no-brainer.
0: Alex was roommates with Saquon. That was pretty crazy. How many beers could he drink in like a minute?
1: Dude, I have no <laughs> idea. That guy was never drinking beers. So he was just doing squats every yeah. single day. All
0: right, boys, let's get into it. We're going to get into our first segment of the day. We're going to go with quick debates. So we've got three quick debates. Our first is who would you rather own in Dynasty League, Julio Jones or Amari Cooper?
2: Got to be Julio, right? Dude.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs>
2: I, think, I think Julio is the best receiver in the NFL, and I'll – Anybody to this?
1: Really, even yeah, as like yeah. a ex Giants fan, Dude, like I, no Odell. No.
2: no How old Julio Jones? 30, Thirty. Thirty years old. How old Amari Cooper?
1: Twenty five.
2: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think Julio's the best receiver in the NFL. <laughs> but again, my biggest knock against Amari was you know his consistency and seeing that the last couple of years his him being so inconsistent, I was kind of turned off to him. But this year he comes out, and he's lighting up with Dak. And I know we talked about it on prior episodes, but this dude's—he's for real this year, and I gotta go with Amari. His consistently is his—he's his, finally
0: consistent enough for my liking. Um, you know, he was back and forth for a while. You know, Oakland was just totally, totally different. Um, I think Dak Prescott has found you know his new shiny toy, and he's—he's he's just a hundred percent comfortable with tossing the the pigskin to him and. I can't imagine them getting any worse. You know, they they look like they've got a ton of success already. And Michael Gallup is really nice. He he's just such a great addition as well. Um, I I think I really have to lean, and this is coming from the, like the biggest Julio truther ever. I have to lean Amari, and it kills me to say that, it really does. But that you know that's my answer, dude.
2: And you know you know what also is crazy. Like everybody used to knock him about his drops and stuff, but he's put up two games with over eighty uh, percent. He's, he put up two games with catching 80% of balls, at least. The other two were 62.5 and 66. So, I mean, just based on that alone, I'm pretty impressed with his him just making improvements and, you know, putting up the numbers. He also has four touchdowns on the year. He's going to have a big year this year, and I think Dak and the boys keep it rolling. I'm going Amari still.
1: See, I honestly think that Julio is hands down the better receiver. There's no question easily, about it. Easily. This, this year, of course. No, this year. It's every year. This guy just seems like he earns a new contract every single two years because he's that disgusting.
0: What did he just sign a three-year, like, 67 or something like that, million-dollar contract? That's Julio, a, that's a Jones. thing, though. No. Matt Ryan doesn't even
2: look that great this year.
1: Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it, it's okay because, honestly, he's fine because between Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper, Julio is always going to have, you know, a, a ample opportunity to get catches. But – In this debate, I don't know, man. I I think i got to go Cooper just because, you know, he's 25 years old. Look what he's – everyone said he was so inconsistent. But, you know, coming out of Bama, he always had that crisp route running. Uh, His size honestly unbelievable. And combined with the speed, he's just, you know, an elite athlete. He's He's just so smooth. And and it's crazy. And then you also combine that with the fact that Cal Moore running the offense for the Cowboys now. Uh, they're I think they're ranked number four in the league and it's just you know it's hard to knock a guy also that is the clear number one. I mean Julio I just mentioned before has Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper so yes it's a new low key yeah, a good and, and, and it's Sunu, yeah like pissing me off <laughs> but like it, it that's like that's a blessing and a curse but with mm-hmm. Cooper it, he's always going to be the guy always yeah
2: yep
0: yeah. you're not wrong. This is another very similar question. Who would you guys rather own in a dynasty league? Dalvin Cook? Jesus Christ himself. Or Nick
2: Chubb. Uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> dude. I I hated Flip Dalvin cook. cook last year, man. I really did. He Go just right? yeah. I get I get he's so talented. I understand. Like, whatever. I just I can't get behind guys that are just as banged up so consistently as he is. And I mean, like, yeah, he's off to a great start this year. But I mean, so is Chubb. Chubb's playing phenomenal Man, they too. They both
0: look so good. But
2: I, I do like. I know I just knocked Alvin, but I, I think I'm gonna lean Dalvin. Even though I, I <laughs> like, I will put money on this right now. Both of these guys are moving into that elite tier by the by the end of this season and the start of next year. These dudes are young. They're studs, and if they're healthy, they're the future of the NFL.
0: I feel like there's no way that Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb both fall out of the top seven uh, running backs this season in fantasy production. I just – they're both so good so far, and their team needs them. Like, Minnesota – okay, listen to this. Imagine sitting in Minnesota's front office and saying, hey, we're going to toss Diggs $81 million, we're going to toss Adam Thielen $73 million and we're going to co- toss, cousins. <laughs> toss cousins. Kirk Cousins $84 million and then come out the following season – and say, you know what, we're going to be a run-first team. Like, I'm sorry, but what is their front office thinking? You wonder why these organizations have, like the Minnesota Vikings, have no rings. You know, there's there's a reason for that. It's because they don't know what
2: they're doing up there. Um, Dude, you look at the Browns are in the same situation. They're loaded up on offense. They brought in Jarvis. They brought in Odell. Baker's coming off, you know, competing with Saquon for Rookie of the Year, which, again, should not have been close, but it was. Um And they come out and they're running the hell out of the ball. And Chubb looks amazing this year. He really does. And again, you know, these these teams are just leaning on these guys and they're going to get the volume and they're going to succeed.
1: I just feel that, you know, the teams are going in two different directions right now. The Vikings, uh, what are they? uh, One and two after? What are they? One, two and three? Uh, What's their record right now? I think they're two and two right now. Two and two? Yeah. Yeah. So they're two and two right now. Um, And obviously, Kirk Cousins is not do not the answer for them right now um because but they are relying on Dalvin a lot
0: it's crazy cuz Kirk Cousins had 10 interceptions last year he tossed for 30, he had a great season 30 last tu- year. yeah 30 touchdowns yeah 30 touchdowns 10 interceptions and like 4300 yards something like that's such a good season and and all of a sudden they've thrown that away like you said and they're just leaning on Dalvin and and Dalvin's killing it don't get me wrong but that team just looks so one dimensional like
2: they if, can't win games with his injury history he can still dalvin yeah given his injury history i'm concerned as to whether he can you know support the load that they're giving him
1: also we got to talk about alexander Madison. The, this yeah, guy is a Jackson, monster yeah. and just is waiting for the, the just this simple dalvin injury that happens Dude. every year and this guy is just wally Pipp in the making he's going to take over
0: he's getting like 8 10 12 carries though and dropping 40 50 yards like he's he's producing and finding the end zone too you know it's just it's a matter of it's time just, for him. And it's crazy because Dalvin isn't even like the bell cow, like 100% snap guy, you know. Like you just said, Madison's playing a lot. Imagine if they just <laughs> fed Dalvin nonstop. Uh, he's, I like you said, I was the biggest. I was so anti-Dalvin last year, and then something in the offseason triggered. I don't know what it was, but I just gave in. I tossed tra- away. Yeah, yeah I tossed man. away. I carry- good on for you now. <laughs> a now. 20, 20 third and fourth for Dalvin, and I just prayed to God every night, and <laughs> it worked, so no no knock against Nick Chubb, but I do lean Dalvin here, I, I love Chubb, I own him in a few leagues, and oh man, he's he's phenomenal, I wish, I wish I could get as many shares of him as possible.
1: But just the last thing I want to throw into this is, you know, last game, when he played, I know, granted it's Chicago <laughs> and their amazing defense. I, st- I think teams are gonna start loading the box against Dalvin to force Kirk to throw and meanwhile You can't really do that against the Browns. They have like so many weapons I mean yeah. the Vikings have weapons too, but still like I-, I don't know I just feel like they're trending in different directions at this point in the season I mean you just saw Chubb have a breakout game and they you saw how simple their offense got
2: Do you um, get this though? Nick Chubb saw eight plus defenders in the box at the fourth highest rate yeah. in the NFL last season if, they got, if teams start to do that against the Vikings, who knows how they'll respond, but we know Nick Chubb is still gonna be a beast, so. That's true, it's nice that Dalvin does catch a ton of
0: balls as well, um, so that even if they did decide to throw the ball, Dalvin could still play a vital role, but that is true, Nick Chubb is, Nick Chubb's the real deal, there's no doubt, you know. Um, let's move on to our third debate. This is our final quick debate. Which position is more valuable in a dynasty league wide
2: receiver or running back i'm gonna go receiver um i mean you look at guys you like if you say you hit on a rookie draft pick you get a guy like like obj like julio these are guys that are producing right out of the gate for 10 years probably 10 plus years How often do those get, Do you hit on a receiver though, A rookie receiver That produces right away That's what I'm saying though. You know Yeah I mean They're more valuable In that sense though If you do get the right guy They're more valuable They're rare to come by but more valuable
1: See I kind of disagree In this um, I feel like it's more rare <laughs> For <laughs> I feel like it's more rare For you know The bell cow running back To be available to you In fantasy football I mean look at all of your redrafts or startup leagues, the first five picks are pretty much always running backs. I mean, for the most part, because there's not many guys like Barkley, McCaffrey, Zeke. I mean, you you thought Todd Gurley was that guy, but you know he had five carries last week. But there's just not guys that can did produce. Gurley's
2: really? a different five. story. All right, yeah, I know. I know
1: he's yeah. He really five carries, last, five carries last year. I mean, last year, last game. But like, it just Jeez. I I have no idea. Jeez. It just I really think that. Having essential bell cow running backs is just a huge, intricate part of your team.
2: I think so, too. They just don't last as long, which is a concern. But then again, you know, who knows? I mean, stuff with receivers changes so much. You, you know, you look at guys like Stefan Diggs, who had a great year last year. Again, <laughs> the Vikings just throwing away my fantasy team. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, if you could get a receiver in a rookie draft uh, that – like a Julio Jones like you're set, you're set. But then, you know, compare that to a guy like Zeke. You get him in a rookie draft. It's essentially, you know, a career length debate. And again, that's, you know, hitting on rookie picks, but if you it depends when you get these guys too if if we're not talking rookies.
0: Well, that's a great point, but let's look at our rookie draft that we had in our dynasty league our first season. Um it went one zero one was Nikhil Harry, which I didn't like that pick at the time. No, nah. I, I I still don't like it. Um, I didn't like this pick either. Second second overall was just hideous. <laughs> That'll never happen in any rational draft. It was it was Tyler um, Murray. Kyler Murray. We don't play super flex. <laughs> y- yeah, yeah. That that's nice because you do have to clarify that. Um, if it was super flex, of course that would be totally acceptable. Um, but, Third was Miles Sanders. Fourth was Josh Jacobs. Fifth was... Um, Monty? David Montgomery. Sixth was Paris Campbell. Is that right? Yeah, Paris Campbell. And, and then seventh... But Nicole Harmon. Nicole and Debo. And then and Debo. so So that was our fir- first round. Um, and, you know, aside from Kyler Murray, I'd say that's pretty uh, consensus. That's pretty normal. Um, but... But yeah, it was what fifty percent running backs, fifty percent receivers. That makes sense. Um, but I I was so shocked at that. I thought it was going to be running back, running back, running back for sure. I thought the top three backs, uh, Sanders, Monty, and and uh,
2: JJ were definitely. I going. thought Jacob should have been the one one oh, in rookie drafts <laughs> yeah, across the board. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand. I don't get that pick. Um, I don't like. Patriot rookie receivers. I don't like Patriot receivers at all, actually. But I would have taken Jacobs one one. Um, I don't know if that ha- even has to do with you know running back versus receiver though. I just I think Jacobs is just good and personally I I like guys like like DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. Um, I would have taken them in the first round as well. But again, For- you know that's a landing spot situation with AJ Brown where. He probably landed in the worst possible spot of all time. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's still balling though.
0: For yeah. me, it just comes down to um, really who's going to produce right away, whose
2: value is going to shoot up right away. Um, but again, you know, that's if we're talking rookie picks. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. like what Alex re- was saying, like redraft. Yeah, yeah. Or like redraft, or just like startups. Who are you going to take? You're going to take, you know. Well, yeah. I
0: agree with you. I would rather draft a running back super early. In most most cases, in the rookie draft class. Because I know you
2: went in your startup, you know, triple receiver right off the bat. <laughs> yeah.
0: But so. but when it comes to who's more valuable in a dynasty league, I I really just comes down to career length. I'd lean receiver. Um, if you got a stud, you got a stud. At the end of the day, you know they're going to produce. So.
1: But also you got to look at what position is more replaceable in your lineup. I feel like there's more receivers out there. Like for example, Tyrell Williams scored four straight games. This guy came out of nowhere, just randomly picked up the waiver wire. Um a guy like John Brown getting ten. When
0: did you get Tyrell Williams on Um actually in the off season, in the off season yeah as soon on the as the waiver wire? As yeah, as, as
1: soon as it opened, I snagged Jeez. Tyrell Williams. That's nice. That's nice.
0: And I he's... feel like an idiot. I, <laughs> I, I knew all about him too. Like this wasn't news to me. I, <laughs>
2: AB I, was supposed to be a Raider. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah,
0: that's so true. You know, I looked at him, and that was one of the reasons I was big on Hunter Renfro because I was never big on Tyler or Tyrell. Uh, Tyrell Williams. I was never big on him, but he's been proving me wrong, and and that was one of the reasons I was interested in um, Renfro. You know, but just in case anything went south with AB, which it kind of did, so so uh, yeah, kudos to you. Uh, you guys got anything else to say, or you want to move on?
1: Um, it just. Have you noticed like how hard it is to replace a running back this year?
2: I mean, dude, I, I picked up Gallman off waivers. Yeah, but that
1: that was because you had first waiver wire pickup. I'm talking yeah. about a guy that like let's say your team is you know two and one or three and one at this point, and you lo- just lost yeah, Barkley. Like it's it just like you're beat. you're st- You're totally gambling on guys. Like I I, had, I just made two trades for Royce Freeman and. Uh, Daryl Williams. Thank God I started Daryl Darry, Williams. That was um, lucky. Dude, that was so lucky. But
2: Denver running back situation is disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's so gross. Just, there's so many running it's back back committees.
0: is what it is. All right, you guys ready? We're going to move on. This is my favorite segment we've ever come up with. This is called the price check segment. Um, so, you guys ready? I'm going to hit you all with 15 different players, 15 different names. You're going to... You're going to both answer quickly with yes. Their value is worth more than a 2021st, equivalent, or less than a 2021st round draft pick. You ready? Nick's going to go first. Alex is going to go second. Kareem Hunt.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh my God, man.
2: Uh, This is a tough one. uh, I don't even know. I'm going to say I would pay it first for Hunt. You say he's equivalent or worth more than a first? I'd pay one first. I would, you yeah. say he's, he's equivalent.
0: equivalent. Yeah. Kareem Hunt is equivalent to a first. Alex, what do you think? Jesus.
1: I, I just can't agree to that whatsoever. He's definitely less than a first. Like, <laughs> that is a... Th-
0: this is Dynasty talk, though. Really? I, I know it's a... Di- 24, I know, it's, right I know
1: it's... I know it's Dynasty.
0: So when next season, after he, he has one... Re- Kareem Hunt has a one-year contract. When Hunt is gone next year and he's on the market... And he signs. He's going to be the most appealing back. Dude, he could be a cult. He, he's going to be <laughs> the most appealing back. Dude, send him to the Bucks, please. In the please. entire NFL, on the uh, uh, free agency, you know he. Oh man, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not answering these, but.
1: But you're. Uh, you gotta look at it in this okay. way. Like you just don't know what situation he's going to end up in. Like that's true. Like, and you also don't you're know. are not wrong. Yeah, but like you also like, like what teams gonna take a shot on? He might just be on the Browns again. Like, I just need to see him play before I give up first, especially with this uh, very hot 2020 draft coming up.
0: That's a a great point. Yeah, so you're willing to basically not take the risk, not take the gamble on him and stick with your first because you believe the 2020 draft class is that loaded. Yeah, I
1: I just think that there's a lot of guys that you can take with your 2020 first over the major roll of a dice on Kareem Hunt.
0: All right, you ready? Second guy, DJ Chark. No, I wouldn't, no. <laughs> really? Not a first, no. How's he doing so far? I he's know, I know he's playing great. I, just, I wouldn't. <laughs> he's like receiver 10 on the year. Dude, but if
2: I'm taking Jerry Judy or DJ Shark, I'm taking Jerry Judy all day. Like, so it's if not Jerry, Jerry Judy gets drafted by the Titans, what are you doing? Uh, I would take him. <laughs> I, I don't care. I <laughs> uh, what, what are you doing? But, like... DJ, uh, I, DJ first, Chark.
1: first things first I just need to say this I had DJ Chark On my team This offseason Like maybe four times Like added him Released him Added him Released I him saw and, that Yeah man. like Like literally so many times This offseason And then It just Of course Austin picked him up And of course He's blowing up uh, he's So just so good just, so far. just goes to show, show you The fantasy struggles Of just not trusting your gut And constantly making your mind Like Dynasty changing your struggles. mind yeah, yeah it's crazy But um I don't know. I'm really, really intrigued by DJ Chark, actually. I mean, he has great size, obviously great speed, really great hands. um And if he's producing with Gardner Minshew, I mean, I can see him putting up big numbers with Nick Foles.
2: Foles isn't going to play anymore, though. No, yeah, I stop know. it.
1: But I, yeah, I'm i a huge Minshew fan, too. But, like, he's producing on, at a very high level right now. And honestly, if. If you're a huge fan of him, I'm not so high on him, but I still I do believe right now he could be a potential uh, twenty twenty first.
0: So you would consider DJ Shark equivalent to a first? You would, you would. If I offered you Shark right now, you would give me a 20-21st is what you're saying?
1: Uh, I I honestly I would have to think about it. Um, but we need an answer. Right I, I know, now, I know, I, really I know. You need an answer. Chat's waiting. <laughs> I can't, I can't say yes to that. I can't, I can't say yes to that right now. I'd rather trade players for him, in my opinion, because I want to hold on to my picks. But, I mean, I don't know. It's such a small sample size. I just need to see a little bit more out of him, and then you know, (coughs) give me like ten games, and he's still producing the same numbers, still in the top fifteen. Then we could talk. But
0: so you would say he's worth less than of twenty twenty first right now?
1: As of right now, but like I could see the the potential of him. Like he's very borderline.
0: Okay. Third, we have Cortland Sutton.
2: Ooh.
0: I love um, this one.
2: Dude, come on. I think I would do it. I think I would spend a first on Sutton. I like Sutton a you lot. You think he's worth more than a first or equivalent? I would not pay more than a first. He's just <laughs> equivalent. Oh, I would in a heartbeat. Really, dude? Oh, yeah.
0: I love Cortland Sutton. He's doing this with Joe Flacco. Even though he's the goat. go doing this with joe flacco keep that in mind
2: yeah i no, oh, i man. get that but joe flacco's mean. never thrown for 30
0: touchdowns in a year what does that say he's probably not gonna this year yeah, either of course not <laughs> what does that say courtland sutton's the real deal he's of touchdowns. he's like six four <clears throat> he's the real deal dude smu is where i went to college it's sick <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh i'm a huge courtland sutton fan um if you have the opportunity to go buy him, go buy him immediately. Who has him in uh, our league? Steve. Ah oh, man. Uh, we'll, we'll never get him. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, like, it, it, it it's all there. He's very athletic. He's got the speed. And he's doing this with Joe Flacco, as you said, Austin. It, it's just crazy because he just reminds me so much of, like, a younger Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas used to blow up yeah, every dude, year. So good. Every single year.
0: And then with Peyton. He's, he's a big boy. Oh, my God. DT's a big boy too. So, would you pay, what do you consider Cortland Sutton as?
1: I, I definitely think he's worth the first, and honestly, I'm not selling him for uh, anything but more than a first. Because if so, it is equivalent s- to a first? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Agree. Yep. I'd pay more, but I'm not part of this, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, s- number four, Sony and Michelle.
2: Less. Less than <laughs> Wow. Others. He's been so bad this year, and like, I don't know how you could justify the fact that he could be worth more than a first, or even equivalent. The dude has been so bad. Like, so bad. He went... I mean, okay, yeah, last game wasn't terrible. 17 attempts, 63 yards, whatever. He, like, aside from that, he has just been, like, miserable, I think. And I I don't see any passing upside as long as James White's in town, which... As far as I'm concerned, he's still there. Sweet feet. Yeah, I'm not a Sony guy. Never was. Injury concern, like, I don't know. Volume's so hit or miss. He had nine carries two weeks ago. That's my biggest concern with Sony. I just, the New England's got 13 running
0: backs, and then they also have 13 kids knocking on their front door that are like, hey, we could be serviceable for you too. Yeah,
2: like, Rex Burkhead runs the majority of, of plays like some weeks. It's like what do you got like pick a guy already? Like so my
1: what? my opinion on this is honestly I think he is worth the first round pick. Oh my god. And uh, and you you yeah, you're giving me you're giving me crap he's for it. But yeah, I definitely equivalent because yeah, Would you pay more? I would not pay more. Okay, There's because so yeah, just because of James White taking all the receptions and he doesn't get any receptions but like you just got to look back in the playoffs and just he led their team. He was the reason why they made the Super Bowl. He ran all over those playoff teams. And honestly, I feel like Belichick is just keeping him rested and keeping him constantly rotated because he wants that knee to be healthy. You have to remember, he just went through uh, surgery in the offseason. So he's, I mean, I don't know if he's 100%, he should be 100% right now, but maybe just he's starting off slow because he's coming up in an injury. And also, Belichick just is rotating guys, and so he keeps his legs fresh. He's doing whatever it takes to win. If he keeps on winning, then there's no question. But I still think Saint-Michel will come back by the end of the season and be an RB1. Wow,
2: that's bold. Number five, James Conner. More. He's worth more than a first. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. The dude, he was so good last year, and I know he's been off to a slow start this year. I get it. You know, uh, J-Sam you know he got quite a few touches last night, but Connor still was pretty efficient too last night. Um, What's more than a first? Like, are you talking like
0: a first and a second? Two firsts? Like, give me a ballpark. I think if you get rage. two firsts
2: for Connor, that's you gotta take that. Um, I would move him for two firsts in a heartbeat. Um, what I'd be willing to pay if I didn't have him, you know, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I I think he is capable in the passing game um last year he's he literally was so good he was more efficient than Le'Veon bell he had 12 touchdowns almost a thousand yards and in only 12 games starting um and i mean this year like i said i know he started off pretty slow but i also think a lot of that has to has to kind of attribute to you know pittsburgh's offensive line just being so bad and you know we talked about this on the last show but I feel like a lot of their offensive linemen are just kind of out of their prime at this point, and um, some of the guys are just just struggling. Um, Let me ask you this. What about,
0: would you give up James Conner for a first-round draft pick and James Washington? Which side would you rather?
2: Okay, I'm not a big James Washington truther, I'm not. Um, Deontay Johnson's been playing better than him. And I think that says something, you know, being a guy who's been in the league for, you know, a couple of years at this point compared to a rookie, um, especially with Mason Rudolph, who's had chemistry with James Washington. The fact that that's not hitting off yet, like that, it's a little alarming. It's, it's to me. early, but yeah, yeah. He's favoring a rookie over a guy that, you know, they've played together in college <coughs> for four years. I think that's a little bit of a big deal. So you would think that James Conner is worth more than a first.
0: Clayton, yes, Clayton, what do you think?
1: Uh, he's definitely worth more than first. This is a no-brainer. I mean, you got to look at his last year's production, and that was just off the charts um, You know, I knew about this guy coming out of college. He played for Pitt, and his story is honestly amazing um, He actually ripped up Penn State uh, when Penn State upset I mean, uh, when Pitt upset Penn State So I, I knew this guy was dirty coming coming in uh, But we did not have a dynasty league then or else he'd be on my team but Anyways, I mean, I know he's got off to a slow start, but you got to just accept it for right now and not sell him because you know Mason Rudolph just is, is getting more and more comfortable, and you know he threw a lot of short passes last uh, last week, so I mean that's very good for James Conner owners because you're getting those quick, easy, quick points, and uh, I know Jalen Samuels is kind of scary to have, um, you know, running running right behind him. But James Conner's still going to be the bell cow. Whenever they need a big play, whenever they need a quick score, it's going to be James Conner, and I still believe that he's worth more than a first.
2: I just don't see like, why it, – it doesn't make sense why Pittsburgh you know, would see a guy like James Conner produce the way he did last year and not feed him. And I don't think that's been a matter of you know them deciding that. I just feel like that's kind of been the way Pittsburgh's been this year. Um, they've been struggling on offense tremendously in general. Um, and they just haven't been playing great football yet. And I think once that starts to click, once Rudolph starts to get comfortable, I think that's going to start taking off.
0: Number six, Russell Wilson. We play in a one QB league, just to let everybody know. In a one, I'm,
2: uh, okay, I'm not paying a one for any quarterback in a one quarterback league. If it was super flex, I would probably dish a one out. Um, Russell got, Wilson's yeah, super pretty super flex, good. you got it. Yeah, Russell Wilson's really good.
0: He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game, there's no doubt. Yeah, but
2: one quarterback so,
0: league I'm not. You believe he's worth less than one, Clayton?
1: Like uh, I, I would never ever pay one for a uh, for a quarterback <laughs> and I honestly it, not even for Patrick Mahomes. I actually sold uh, my, That's I actually I actually, sold, it's not? I actually no. sold Mahomes uh, to one of my friends in my dynasty league for a first round pick in Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> That might seem like an absolute psychopath move, but I just need like the first rounder could produce to be something way better. I mean, could quarterbacks be the new
0: Saquon could be the new Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Could be, who knows?
1: Just, just yeah, yeah it, just paying a first for a quarterback is just unbelievable. And listen, I love Russell Wilson. Hey, you
0: could just draft him second overall. Grab Kyler Murray. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love Russell Wilson, and I'm pretty sure he has the highest completion. Uh, Percentage in the league, and he has just yeah, yeah, and and he honestly, I I think his receivers are not even elite; they're just all pretty, you know, pretty good.
0: Nothing, nothing crazy.
1: (laughs) Not just yet, but like you know, but you've been yeah, I know. Disley's (laughs) Disley might be the most hideous human being I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) He's nasty. Go on, go on the fantasy app right now and just look at his face; it's disgusting.
0: I'm sorry, Will, if you're listening, we, we don't really mean it, but.
1: But, anyways, uh, I just think that uh, look at what Seattle's doing right now, and I mean you can make a case that if you're very desperate right now, if you're a Big Ben owner or you're a Baker owner that you know Andrew you, Luck, Andrew Luck owner, like you can make the Every case that, that you can you know pay a first for Russell Wilson, but I don't know it's just a risk because they're still a run first team no matter what yeah what game it is.
0: All right, I gotta throw in one more quarterback. And then we'll just stick with receivers, tight ends, running backs. After this, number seven, Jared
2: Goff. No, not no, I'm never paying a one for a quarterback. I'm just not. I'm yeah. Sorry, Goff. Like you're great. You play great 68 football. 68
0: pass attempts though. Dude, yeah.
2: I'm not paying a one. Though.
0: I'm sorry. He only put up like 21 points off of 68 attempts. <laughs> That's that. I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh man, he had to drop like 35, 40 plus, 21 off of
2: 68 attempts. Are you kidding me? In a one QB league, I'll say no. Honestly, yeah. in a, in in a super flex, yeah, you got it. You still yeah. got it. He's, he's still young. He's so young. Yeah. He's still
0: good, even though he's off to a strange start. But yeah, I I agree
1: with that, Clayton. Uh, I honestly wouldn't pay one. Would not pay one. <laughs> <laughs> it's.
0: It, it I'm just remembering. I sold Jared Goff to a kid in our league last season for a one. Um, <laughs> oh man, I remember. I just it just hit me. All right, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: No, it's okay. It's okay. I I just think that. Paying a one is crazy, like as I said before, but I would be more willing to pay a one for Russell Wilson over Jared Goff. I, I hate Jared Goff. I just think <laughs> really? that, yeah, I really think he's just a system quarterback. His coach, I, is, I like
2: Russ more than Goff. I do yeah, too. No yeah. Doubt. like
1: I think, I think McVeigh's and he's got a great team. Yeah, no, he's great a great coach. Everything I, I met, mean, everything's just made out for him. Um, he's but,
0: better than serviceable, though. Like, I, I do give him that, um, but. I'm probably yeah, a little bit higher on plug, him than you.
2: Yeah, you can't plug any QB in there and have, like, you yeah. put Andy Dalton on the Rams; he's not going to be Jared Goff production. Like, I, I think Goff is good, but I don't, I, I kind of agree Remember with Remember his rookie year when everybody wanted to write yeah, him off, yeah. and
0: then his second, yeah, I think he had seven touchdowns, seven picks, and then his second season it was like 27 touchdowns, seven picks, and then all of a sudden they went to the Super Bowl, it's like, He's had, a, he's had a wild career. It's been a roller coaster.
1: Would you start Dak or Jared Goff in your lineup? Oh,
0: man, I'm not answering that. I don't like either, but <laughs> Goff's been – I mean, Dak's been so good this year, but I'm so anti-Dak. I'm just going Goff
2: just because. I would take because. Goff. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> god. You guys
1: are insane. <laughs> I guess I'm just a like Cowboys homer right now, but, like, jeez.
2: I mean, rightfully so. They're playing well. All
0: right, number eight, Mark Andrews. If I offered you Mark Andrews right now, would you give me a first?
2: I actually did hit you up for Mark Andrews, and I would not pay a first. I know really? he's great. Again, Isn't he the greatest tight end ever? I am not paying for. I'm not overpaying for a QB or a tight Who end. Who is I'm Tony not. Gonzalez? He wasn't even that good, dude. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. I'm more than okay with having OJ Howard on my team, Hunter Henry, and yeah, they are been you real far this Chris, year, aren't they? Chris
1: Herndon. No, Chris Herndon's gonna come come <laughs> out and ball. He's going to ball he's out. Gonna, yeah. But um, I so, I honestly hit you up and offered you at first for Mark Andrews straight up, and you did deny me. I think wow, he's worth. I th- would have slammed I, I I no good, man. no I you have Kittle too. Yeah, exactly. It so I thought real. this was a no brainer, like easy swap.
0: Dude, I'm a big Mark Andrews guy. I, I know, and you, like, <laughs> probably should have accepted, but it's not the first mistake I've made in life. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, but honestly, I he's mean, good, man. he's a monster, and he's like, good. but and you know what, I, I, Lamar loves him, bro. Really. I invested in Jared Cook so <laughs> much, and, and I, I had, to, James and James I had, really and I had Cook. to deal with
0: yeah, with what five point duds.
1: I had to deal with his terrible games. He
0: lost a game literally by like one point because of him, right?
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah, earlier I lost earlier this year. Oh yeah, first ga- this first game year? of the season, I yeah. I lost by, I don't know, two points, yeah, three points? You
0: needed, like, eight or nine out of him or something. Yeah. He put up less than that. God. I, I know last year he was very up and down, Jared Cook. He did have, like, five or six great weeks, but uh, moving on. Number nine, Christian Kirk. Would you pay a first for Christian Kirk?
2: Would you pay oh, more? Man. Um, Would you... If I offered you Christian Kirk right now... He's hurt. Um... Oh, this is probably the toughest. He might be the number one already, though, man. Like, like, let's dude. You know what? I would, I would lock in a first. Larry Fitzgerald's gonna retire. Christian Kirk's already getting a ton of volume with Fitz there. When Fitz is gone, Kirk is gonna be the guy. The Cardinals throw the ball. I'm, I love Cardinal receivers. They throw the ball so <laughs> much. There's like, if you're getting that much volume, there's no way you're not gonna produce. And I think that is probably okay. That the volume coupled with, you know, Kirk actually being a good receiver. Yeah, he is a good receiver. I think, like— We have a good offense. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to be good, dude. I would pay a first. What if I said,
0: give me a first and a second right now? Would you do that? I would slam I, yes in a I heartbeat. Would, I, would, I, would, I would. I think I would. Yeah. I
1: would. I would trade two a fir- ones
0: is a different story, but a first and a second, I'd feel comfortable. <sighs> yeah.
1: I'd put. Pl- I'd trade a first, second, and a player for Christian Kirk. I think this dude. <laughs> Damn, giving up the whole farm. Yeah, the whole farm, and honestly, and the cows but this dude is 22 years old. This is definitely Larry Fitzgerald's last year. I mean, the Cardinals defense literally could let me run up the middle for, like, you know, a 99-yard touchdown. They're terrible, so they're always going to be down. Kyler Murray's throwing the ball 30-plus a game, and this dude already has 37 targets in four games. Like, are you kidding me? He's up
2: there in, like, the NFL, like... Lead for targets. Like, it, he's he's got to be top, top. Like
1: 37 yeah, targets yeah, in four games yeah. is crazy. 24 receptions. Game, yeah. Like I mean,
2: that's roughly like
0: 150 plus in a season. Like that's awesome. I think Julio led the league last year with 170. Like do the math. Like he's gonna produce. He doesn't even have to be efficient. He's just gonna produce just just based off of volume. You know, so right now that's Christian fantasy Curry. football in a nutshell. Volume. That's it. That is it. it yeah, it helps if you're efficient, but
2: volume is the key right now christian kirk is ninth in the nfl on targets yeah he's, he's tied for seventh with julio jones and obj at 37 that's crazy yeah
0: number 10 we're gonna move on to austin hooper would
2: you pay a first for austin hooper no and it's funny because today somebody actually hit me up for austin hooper um they actually asked for less than a first, and I said no. In your like, other dynasty league? No, in our, in our dynasty league, um, Do somebody, you have him in our league. No, I'm saying somebody hit me up to trade for him. Oh, and oh, I didn't oh, want to. Oh, I didn't oh, want oh, to oh, give sorry. up. I was actually offered Hooper for a second, um, and I didn't want to give up the pick. Um, I, like I said, I I have tight ends, you know, who are just kind of waiting to go. Um, I, and I'm not going to overpay for a tight end when, I, you know, I have a guy coming in in a, a couple of weeks, a week or two. Plus, O.J. Howard, like, I get he's not been he's not been great, but, I mean, the talent's there, and I'll sit on it. Yeah.
0: Clayton, what do you think about Austin Hooper?
1: Uh, I love him, but and I love him especially this year, and this is kind of his breakout year. But I don't think the production continues, and I would not pay the first for him. I just think that this is a year where – the Falcons are always coming from behind. He's just getting those quick, easy receptions. Uh, I don't know where he's at in touchdowns wise, but still, he's definitely killing it this year so far. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would, oh, yeah. I would hold on to him, but I don't think that he's in anywhere near the league category of tight ends, So absolutely
0: not.
2: Also, we play in a non-tight end premium league, so that's also
0: yeah, to that's be that's yeah.
2: important to mention.
0: Austin, if you're listening, uh, cut it out. <laughs> Calvin Ridley's not doing much the past two weeks, and it's pissing me off. So uh, I'm going to ask you to just stop playing football or something, man, because (laughs) it's pissing me off. Uh, Number 11, Devin Singletary. Would you give up a first for him? No,
2: I wouldn't. Really? I know he's been great. I I just don't feel comfortable. I just sent
0: you a trade offer. I want your 1.08 for Devin Singletary. Would you do it? No. But Frank Gore just texted me. He said he's retiring right now. (laughs) <laughs> you I know would, that's inevitable. Uh, I, I, know. Yeah, Fra- I know Frank Gore's thirty six, man.
2: Dude, Buffalo is just so bad, and I, I would probably, I would one hundred percent give up a second for him. Thirty six year old Frank Gore just rushed for over a hundred yards
0: against like the greatest defense in the NFL, the, the Patriots. Or, dude, Frank Gore. And is... I'm not comparing them, but I'm just, I'm just saying that.
2: Okay. Well, also get like you know how efficient Singletary has been. Like, how, like yeah. does he keep that up though? Like, there's I don't think so. I don't. I know he's great. I think he's good. Whatever. I, I don't think he's gonna be as efficient as he's been all season. And he's not even healthy right now. And you know that could change. He's but to play next week, is not he? Maybe. I don't, I uh, don't yeah. Know.
1: Maybe I have no idea. Yeah
0: would you give up a first?
1: I would absolutely give up a first for Devin Singletary and here's the reason why. I think Buffalo's GM has done an unbelievable job this off season. He absolutely upgraded the offensive line, just abs- took every single person that the Jets could possibly sign. I hate being a Jets fan right now. It's terrible. But um Buff- this
0: Buffalo had the worst line ever last year with Shady. I yeah. felt bad for Shady cuz you could still you could tell he still has some gas in the tank and it's I mean, showing clearly, now yeah, yeah. but that shows how bad their line was last year I um, still So yeah you're 100% right Yeah, I still
1: I still think that Singletary will continue to be uh, a running back by committee next year when Gore potentially leaves and TJ, that's only TJ Yeldon? TJ Yeldon, someone anyone good, dude. but but the thing is like he's like 5 6 <laughs> like, he's so small. He's
0: like 5'7, five, 5'8. Five,
1: yeah, yeah, like I'm also
2: he's taking small. a little bias. That's just, it's not like my kind of running back that I like. And I know he's great. I, I know he's, you know, putting moves on guys. He's super efficient. He, he looks great out of the backfield catching balls. But I, I don't know. Like, he just doesn't do it for me for whatever reason. He's I would pay a two in a heartbeat. I would feel a little uneasy about giving a one, but I might be able to be talked into it. Number 12, Map reader. I wouldn't pay a one. You wouldn't? No. I, I am the biggest lover of Shanahan running backs. Um, I really yeah, am, but I don't know, dude. Breida's metrics are off the charts. They're nice. Uh, he he just kind of scares me with injuries, and you know, at the end of the day, Shanahan does like to use a lot of running backs. And we've I, seen that over yeah. the past couple of weeks. And I think I he's wouldn't good feel enough. comfortable investing a one in a guy in a committee. I
0: think he's worth more than a one. I, I just, I think it's San Fran, which yeah. he, which scares me. Yep, and I th- agree. that's it. That is literally it. Like if you told me he's going, if you to if Tampa you Bay tomorrow and be it's and, done.
2: If you could make him take my first and put him into a bell cow role. Dude, just would, just throw him, on,
1: throw him throw on the bucks, yeah, and I would literally I would throw. I would just throw. Dude, put me on the bucks. Get <laughs> <laughs> me a football helmet right now. I, I just I can't handle another just another whole season of Ronald Jones. I, he just he's terrible. It's a Rojo season. Yeah, I I hate Rojo so much, and I hate that whole entire. <laughs> like they have so much potential. Sorry, have,
0: Ronald.
1: I hope you're not listening. <laughs> yeah, I just I hate him. He's one of those guys that just I just can't stand it. But like. I think Brady has all the talent in the world. I just would not pay the first for him because I actually really do like Tevin Coleman. That's Shanahan's guy. Like mm-hmm. he came there for a reason. Signed there for I a agree. reason. I agree. So I, I think that you know Tevin Coleman got a high ankle sprain. He's coming back this week. I still think you know you get you saw this guy Raheem Moser came out of nowhere and just you know stole carries. Got like 90 yards a game. Like they're going to get yards no matter who it is. It's the top two backs, but I it's scary like seeing Tevin Coleman back there.
0: Number 13, Josh Gordon. Oh my God. This is tough for me. Wow. This yeah, is really hard. Is hard wow. to fire, dude. He's, he's such a difficult player to predict. He had like almost 1,700 yards with Brandon Whedon in like 14 games, led the NFL one year, and now he has Tom Brady, and he's oddly worse. I mean, I'm not saying he's
2: bad, but he's – All right, it's I, New England. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that, dude. He played. He played a week with Antonio Brown stealing the show. Last week they played a pretty tough Buffalo defense, one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. I'm not off the Josh Gordon train. I'm not. But are you giving a first? If I could sell him for a first right now, I would do it. I would too. Yeah. But I don't. I, I, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could buy for a first. I would feel very uneasy about that. He's what? Uh, Is he like 29 now? I feel. No, like, I don't think so. Is he? I think he's like 27. Oh, he's 28. He's 28. 28. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I
0: feel weird saying that I think a first rounder is more valuable than him. But I, think, I do too. I yeah. Think it that's, feels weird. I think that's the side I would lean.
1: I think that people are just stuck on that 2015 season. I just think that he'll never replicate what he did in oh, 2015. I, don't
2: think so. I wish he would, but I, I, if I had to put money on it, I can't I don't imagine think he him replicating up... it. But I, I think he could still put up pretty decent numbers.
1: But like look at the like, I mean the Patriots are such a system team. Yeah. They have certain game plans for every single team. Yeah, so Gordon right. will have one or two games where he just absolutely explodes and just, like you're really hyped about it, but I don't trust him as that's much. That's when you sell him. Yeah, that, and that's exactly when you sell him. It's New England. Yeah, that's but the, like how you, New England is. But like you have to look at would you rather have a 2021 first for a rookie that could potentially be you know, in a prime role immediately or in the future for a guy that's 20 years old and, you know, it's kind of like a specialist who will come out in big games and all that and everything that comes along with that.
0: Number 14, Corey Davis.
2: I was – oh, my God, these are so difficult. I was offered a first. Um, I was offered the 1-1 in our league. <laughs> I have the 1-1. Uh, Because one of our league mates traded it to me. But I have the 1 1 and I was offered Corey Davis and Michael Gallup. And I said no. And this was before the season started. I didn't know anything about Gallup. Like, I I didn't expect him to break out, whatever. Stupid me. Because I should have slammed accept. But I don't know. Like, I'm still. It's crazy how much changes in just like a few months. Dude, I I would pay it first for Davis. I would. 100%, I think. The problem is, uh, yeah, I, I would. Would
1: you? Uh, I, I can't really throw this the first at him just yet. Yeah, this is like, honestly, one of the hardest things because on, I think that Tennessee moves on from Mariota if they don't make the playoffs this year. In the
0: contract year, yeah. Yeah.
1: So if they don't make the playoffs, I think they move on from Mariota. But I, I just I don't feel confident in giving away a one right now for Corey Davis. And I, I just looking at AJ Brown pop off like that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the that's the thing that's concerning. That AJ Brown, you know, like everyone knocks uh, Davis's lack of production and you know blames Mariota, but you look at yeah, AJ, AJ Brown coming doing it and just and in year one, yeah, he's and uh, literally outplaying Corey Davis. And Corey it's Davis like, is in year three, right? Dude, really? Yeah, and yeah. you know that's a little concerning, but I don't know, like that that's what makes it the biggest, like that's the biggest uh, downfall for me. I was in talks with one of our league mates,
0: and I offered a two for Davis. He wouldn't do it. He offered a one, and I, I just told him, like, I can't do it. I, I just see A.J. Brown producing, and I just I can't yeah, do that. So I probably wouldn't give a one.
2: I turned it down at the beginning of the season, and I've turned it down as early as you know a couple weeks ago for that same reason. It's, it's close, though. It's very close. I just can't get myself <laughs> to do it. Um, and, you know, I keep telling myself, too, like, if this keeps up, like, if A.J. Brown keeps outproducing Corey Davis, like, I keep telling myself that his price will fall even more. And, yeah. I don't know. Uh,
0: number 15, our final player,
2: Mike Williams. Um, I'm not paying a first. Um... And the reason being is because he, I don't know, he's tough. You know, he makes a lot of nice plays. Um, the thing with him is, though, he's just too touchdown dependent for me. And, you know, I did say the same thing about Calvin Ridley last year.
0: They're different. They're just clearly, different players. Like, yeah. Different styles, different
2: schemes, different offenses, Ridley, everything. Yeah. Well, Ridley's a route runner, and I feel like Williams is more of a red zone guy, but. I wouldn't feel comfortable paying a one for Williams. It's crazy how much changes. Like I just said, in a
0: few months, like this time last year, I feel like you were crazy if you said you wouldn't trade a one for Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. He, like everything made sense. Philip Rivers producing, he's still producing. Keenan Allen's taking all the double coverage. Mike Williams is a freak. He's a he had a okay, he had an all right year last season. It just makes so much sense. Of course, you'd want to throw away a one, and and now I mean. Like I said, so much changes in a few months. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one, Clayton. What about you?
1: I'm I'm done with Mike Williams. Like absolutely, <laughs> You've I'm, enough, I'm I'm cut off. I, I cannot take this guy's game anymore. Like he has all the talent in the world. He has the size. He's the only big guy. Hunter Henry's not playing, and this dude is just simply not doing anything. It's just the Keenan Allen show every single game.
0: It's crazy how. Out. Like Keenan's not even sharing. Yeah, it, it's, it's like his ball or nobody. Yeah, no, it's not. Like what? you know, you got another Philip Rivers. You know, you got other options out there.
1: But it's just like, nah. <laughs> it's just like you. Every single year, it's like, oh, like Mike Williams is finally gonna break out, and you know, he scored ten TDs last year, and you're like, oh, this is the year but he puts it all together, gets yeah. the scores, gets the receptions. First four games, he's injured, and he has done absolutely nothing. So I've I've already sold him in our league. Mm-hmm. Um, I added him on to uh, my TJ Hawkinson trade, but I, I just needed to cut ties with him. He was just never going to be consistent playing my lineup, and that was the end of it.
0: Yeah, that's how I was with Dante Moncrief. Everybody kept saying every year, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. And I, this comes from a Colts fan, I want no part in Dante Moncrief, even when he was a Colt. He had maybe one sick catch in his career in the playoffs against the Bengals, that was about it. He dude, the, was. He the, was never dude, good. He's the an absolute bum. Though, he, he had like, Andrew Luck, couldn't do anything. He had Big Ben, nothing. He garbage. Dude, Mike, Dante, please. if you're listening, sh- turn off the podcast. Get out of here. He was we don't also watch
2: it. like a late third round pick. It's garbage. Like, the big difference is he's like Mike garbage, Williams dude. was like an early first. He sucks. Yeah, I like Mike more. I don't. I don't even think the situations are comparable, dude. I. I think. I would. I don't know. I don't think anything of Dante Moncrief.
1: Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm pretty sure that like, the I first. I just want to trash
0: him
2: the, a little bit. What's up,
0: Dante?
1: Yeah, real quick. First game, what he had like. Scrub. First game, he had ten. Tar- <laughs> he had ten targets, and I think he had one catch. Like he, like multiple balls were dropped in the end zone. For dude,
2: him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out right now and put this on my hot take list. I think Moncrief's gonna get cut pretty soon. Yeah. I don't, Dude, he's garbage. he sucks. I can see it happening.
1: Kick him to the curb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're going to move on to our third segment from a dynasty perspective after four weeks in 2019 name and elaborate on one player whose value is still reasonable and attainable without breaking the bank that you're trying to cur- currently acquire before the player's stock skyrockets so i know that's a lot to digest but um, which player are you trying to acquire right now for a decent price
2: before his value shoots up. Um, okay, so mine is gonna be Joe Mixon. Um, this is a guy that I have literally been trying to break the bank for <laughs> for the past like year and a half, and it's I fax. just cannot get anybody to budge. But it's a good thing you didn't, though. You'd be <sighs> regretting it now if you paid. I- I don't What know, you would have I I don't care. I like him that much. His O
1: line's gonna come back healthy. He's gonna be Dude, a monster.
2: His O line can't get um, worse than it yeah. is now. Yeah. Yeah. It can't. And they're gonna draft guys, like they'll be alright next year. They're getting um they got quitting no. Give Nelson. Dalton
1: the boot, man.
2: <laughs> they, they should've kept
1: they should have kept McCarron and let him like just ride the show.
2: I know. Put McCarran
0: in the O line? That's a good idea. <laughs>
2: Decent. but yeah they're gonna they're gonna come back next year. i love care they're gonna get healthy Jonah Williams is gonna be healthy they're gonna be fine on the offensive line um Mixon led the AFC in rushing last year he he is such a capable and just elite pass catcher I'm gonna say he's an elite pass catching running back yep. I don't care I don't think, I think he's would that good. That. and you know I'm going around hitting guys up in in you know several of my leagues. And they're telling me, you know, I don't know how to value Mixon right now. I'll tell you right now, I will break the bank for Joe Mixon. (laughs) I don't care. If I can buy him cheap, I'll do it. Like, I I don't know. Um, But he's a a guy who, you know, right now, just based on what I've heard and kind of the response I've been getting on people's evaluations of him, I think he's a guy you can get at a discount right now. Um, And I think that... You know, I would be willing to pay whatever the discount would be because I think once this line is healthy and if they decide to move on from Dalton next year, um, I think Joe Mixon's value is going to take off. I think he's going to be so good, and I think I think he's an elite running back.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he's pretty good at the football game, the game with the pigskin. He's decent. He's uh. I think now is probably the best time to buy Joe Mixon. Has his value ever been lower? Um, no, Since he's no. since just, he's taken off. No. I would
1: just throw it first and see and go from there and just try to build a trade cuz int-
0: if I added him in that 15 player, you'd have to pay more than a first. Oh, absolutely. He's way too talented. I would
2: drop two first for yeah. Mixon.
1: Like some people are, uh, my brother texted me today and was like, "Oh, should I trade Joe Mixon for Derrick Henry?" I just wanted to throw up on the floor. Like that's Redraft? It's in a redraft, uh, and I was well,
0: like, yeah. as crazy as that sounds, like that's Henry's kind of good, yeah. Man. That's like my, that's really pretty good. close in in redraft. You know, in dynasty, it's of course a no-brainer, Joe Mixon.
1: Yeah, but like you got like but I in don't redraft, know
0: redraft. Isn't that crazy that, that it's that kind of close?
2: Be, yeah, like, really the Derrick Henry
1: for Joe Mixon. That's yeah. a crazy. Like you never would have thought of that before the season. But,
2: oh, of course, Oh, uh, man, that's rugged. But I mean. Dude, Derrick Henry got 27 attempts last week. Yeah. Against Atlanta, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Against Atlanta. 27 rushes, 100 yards. This dude's pretty solid. But, all right. He's not going to interrupt my Mixon rant. Go buy Mixon. He's an elite running back. You can get him at a discount for what he will give you next year. Buy him at all costs. My guy to buy... Right now,
0: while his price isn't that high, I know who it is, and I'm telling you right now, you better go buy this man. <laughs> it's AJ Brown. I know we talked about him a lot today, but listen up. <laughs> so, this kid's obviously was a monster in high school, he's a monster in college, <clears throat> and here we are, four games into his career, and he's already put up 90 plus yards in two games. This he's doing this with Marcus Mariota. Um, he's you can argue on the worst passing offense in the NFL. He has 10 catches, 223 yards, two touchdowns in four games. Um, you know, that's, like I said, with a quarterback as bad as Mariota is, I- I'm a huge, I am so anti-Mariota, it's not even funny. I'm sorry, Marcus, you are, <laughs> you are so bad. You should probably play tennis or a different sport. Figure it out. Um, he's in a contract year. I, you know, as a Colts fan, I pray to God that Marcus Mariota plays semi-serviceable, so they can re-sign him to a fat contract, and the Titans can continue to suck forever. But from a dynasty or fantasy perspective, I pray to God that Mariota stinks, <clears throat> and you know, moves and Tennessee moves on from him, and they sign some stud like Trevor Lawrence or something in the future. Who knows? But but think of it like this. Is Marcus Mariota going to be the quarterback of AJ Brown his whole career? Of course not. Is he going to be his quarterback for even the majority? Of course not. He could be gone this it's year. It's
2: talent over situation. And,
0: and so I believe the the Titans will probably move on from Mariota this season. Um, you know that AJ Brown is not going to play the majority of his career with Mariota. I think I think anyone with a rational mindset understands how talented AJ Brown is and You know, you got to look at the big picture in Dynasty. You can't be looking current. You should not be focused just on this year. you got to look years down the road, and I think it's inevitable that he gets a better quarterback in the future. Hell, it can't get any worse. And for him to put up these numbers already, it's a no-brainer. I mean, he he put up almost 3,000 yards in three seasons in college, and he only played – um, he, he played 11-plus games in all three years, but his freshman year was was uh, very rugged. So he put up almost 2,500 yards in just two seasons with 17 touchdowns. You know, the, the dude is phenomenal. So do yourself a favor, go out there, buy A.J. Brown, toss away a first-round draft pick. Hell, if you can get him for a second or, or, or a bench piece, I, I promise you it'll be worth it in the long run. Clayton, what do you got for you? who do you got for your guy?
1: All right, so I know I mentioned this before, but my guy is Christian Kirk. This dude has been absolutely popping off, and no one's talking about it just because of how terrible the Cardinals are. So, first of all, Christian Kirk is 22 years old. This is absolutely Larry Fitzgerald's last year, but like it's this air raid offense that just is so intriguing that makes you want like a piece of it, just any type of piece. I know in the offseason, everyone was grabbing like guys like Keyshawn Johnson and like uh, the all the rookies that they just drafted. It just but like it's it's a Christian Kirk show besides Larry Fitzgerald. This guy has literally gotten 37 targets in four games. He is tied for ninth in the league with targets, tied with Odell Beckham. I mean, if you if you put up numbers just like Odell Beckham, that's just an immediate sign just to go out and buy this guy. Dude,
2: as a second year too. Like. It,
1: it, it's just like a second-year guy, like like it's screaming like dynasty heaven right now, and it's <laughs> it's it, it, it's insane and like twenty-four receptions, but the reason why he's a buy low right now is because he has no touchdowns, so and he's hurt, yeah, and he's hurt right now, so it, that doesn't even matter at all in dynasty purposes, but like this guy. Will produce you for years and years and years. They have a, a amazing quarterback. I think he will one day turn into someone like Russell Wilson because he's a very smart with the ball. He's very accurate, which is the I agree, be, the dude. biggest thing. I believe thing. in Kyler a lot. I oh, yeah, uh, I don't know if Cliff is the right coach. Uh, I've, it's too early to tell um, because it seems like he's more like an O coordinator rather than a head coach. Because I mean, clearly look at the defense; they're awful. But that's the thing. The defense is awful. They're constantly going to be playing from behind. So, Kirk will be targeted a million targets by the end of the season. And you know what? I would throw a first and more towards him because I think he's that valuable, especially at 22 years old. So, go out and buy Kirk because this guy is going to be a stud.
0: All right, we're going to move on to our final segment college players. And it's never too early to do your homework on future prospects. So, all three of us, we're going to elaborate on one of two guys that we have our eyes on in the 2020 draft class and what, the, what we've done so far to obtain uh, high-quality draft picks already to be one, one head of step of the game. So I'll, I'll start us off. C.D. Lamb. You guys ever heard of him? Uh, of course. So C.D. Lamb is currently in his junior year over at Oklahoma. C.D. Lamb is a guy that I've had my eyes on for a little bit over a year now. Um, I've been getting more into college ever since we joined Dynasty, and, and I love it, man. Like, I used to not be the biggest Dynasty guy, uh, not be very big on college football, but Dynasty has gotten me into it. So in 2017, C.D. Lamb had Baker tossing him the pigskin over at Oklahoma. 2018, he had Kyler tossing him the pigskin. He's had some really solid, really elite quarterbacks tossing him the ball. He produced with both of them. Um, he's had over 100 catches in his first two years in college with almost 2,000 receiving yards and 18 touchdowns. Um, there is no doubt that this kid can play. He's off to such a hot start already this year. CD Lamb had such a solid touchdown last week. Um, he's, you know, the way that he tracks the ball down. His speed, his size, he's, he's like 6'2", 195, 20 years old. Kid's, uh, he's from Texas. He's just he's, – if, if you look at if, – if you watch the kid play, you watch some tape on him, he's got everything that you want in a wide receiver and more. I am so excited to see where he lands. So, so go out there and, and look to acquire some first-round draft picks if possible. Throw away some bench pieces. Because I guarantee you, C.D. Lamb will be worth more than that. He'll be worth more than those bench pieces that you have right now. So go ahead, get ahead of the game. Take advantage of that. Who do you got for your first guy, Nick?
2: Um, so I'm just going to spit out both my guys here. Uh, I'm going to go with an obvious one, Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, he, he's had four ridiculous years at Wisconsin running the football. Like, this dude is insane. Um, I'm gonna say, you know, go out and get him. I would feel comfortable taking him with a top, top two, top three rookie draft pick. Um, my only concern with him is the amount of wear that he's had on, you know, running three years of, you know, almost 300 touches probably with this year coming up. Um, I don't necessarily think he's gonna hit as much as he did um, the past two years. But with that being said, he's still off to a monster start. He already has eight touchdowns in four games um, and over 500 yards, so that's incredible. But a guy that I absolutely need is Henry Ruggs. Um, this dude's nuts. Like This dude's crazy. He already ran a 4-2-5. Um, and he, i like henry that folks a lot he, oh my god dude yeah
0: he's
1: fast man
2: he, he's literally people are saying he's you know tyreek hill but without the off-field issues i think an nfl scout already said that so like <laughs> there's that um i mean the dude's like running like 23 miles an hour like already like i'm so excited to see what this dude can do at the combine and on the NFL field, like you know, we saw we we've seen guys already come in this past draft. Um, Terry McLaurin, perfect example. Dude came in, just crushed the forty at the uh, at the combine. Miko Hardman crushed the forty at the combine. Both of them come in and already are producing in the NFL. And I think Ruggs is fa- probably faster than both those guys. So I'm really excited to see what this dude can do in the NFL. And I think he, I think people should be higher on him than they are right now. Clayton,
1: here's a guy. All right, so I actually have two quick ones for you guys. Uh, my first guy, and honestly, these are guys that are not top picks in your rookie drafts uh, for 2020. I like looking at the guys that are sleepers that could potentially break out that you get in you know the second, third, fourth round because I believe those are the guys that actually you know win your leagues because they're just sneaky picks. So my first guy is actually Devin Duvernay from Texas. And now I know Ty's listening to this right now. and just fist, uh, fist-pumping right now as he listens to this. But seriously, the, this Texas offense just simply runs through him. I mean, he has 39 receptions in four games, 377 yards, and four touchdowns. Like, that's unbelievable. And this gets for a guy that's 5'11", 200 pounds. You don't really see a lot of players doing that in college nowadays at that size. But the craziest part is his first three years in college, he had never topped 39 receptions in four touchdowns. He's already done that in four games. This dude is popping off, and no one's talking about him because everyone thinks that the Big 12 defenses are just don't play defense. But this guy is truly an amazing talent, can come into the league and be a great slot receiver. So I'm giving him some love because I really like this kid, and I got the opportunity to see him live, which is incredible, which gave me the attention to him. And then lastly, I got to give some love to my guy, K.J. Hamler from Penn State. See, honestly, like everybody thought, Miles Sanders was receiving all the hype once Barkley left because everyone was looking for that playmaker. But every Penn State fan, every Penn State fan knows that it was KJ Hamler that was ma- making all the highlight plays. This dude is electric fast, and he's supposedly going to be the next Tyree Kill, just like Degroote said with his guy. But the thing about him is that he's so good. We're running with the ball after this catch, it's honestly incredible. If you saw the Maryland game last week, he put this guy in skates and he broke every single bone in his ankles. It's honestly insane. But anyway, his stats for the years are 16 receptions for 353 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, like, that's absolutely insane for just four games and with just 16 receptions. This is the guy that I'm drafting in the second and third round. He's going to explode. Watch out for him.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, I just want to say we appreciate y'all for listening. Show us some love. Check out at the Dynasty Polls and at Dynasty underscore Dale on Twitter. We have daily content, and we want to hear your feedback. Until next time, we'll see y'all Wednesday. Peace. Later. Later.